You know what, Sam? What? Are you nervous yet? Yes, I am nervous. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We've hoped you have had a good few days and Sam training camp has started the yep. uh, rosters were announced right before it but we will get to that though as that is a part of our Canes piece of news but for those who don't know we like to go through some NHL news then delve into some Canes news and then we're going to delve into the uh, biggest part of the episode which is going to be our standing predictions of the Eastern Conference. And that's what this episode is going to be about. We did Western Conference in our last episode, and now we're going to do Eastern Conference. Sam, you excited? Yes. I'm ready for the season to start. Yes, I am too. So let's get on to some NHL news first. Uh, Sam, Mike Babcock was, I would say, probably forced to resign from being Columbus's head coach. Um, I know you and I are probably a little bit divided. On this. So I haven't seen a thing yet that warrants his resignation. I just don't. I haven't seen a darn thing yet. Um, I've seen nothing where he forced a phone out of a player's hand. I've seen nothing where he forced any. Like, I've seen nothing like that. To me, I don't know. Maybe I'm more old school than most people of my generation. But I, I, it doesn't bother me. Someone asks to see my family. I'm going to show them my family. Right? I just To me, to me, this doesn't bother me. And I think it's a little bit of a joke and shows how childlike this next generation is and how easily offended everyone is and it just goes to prove that the woke mob will go after anybody they want to and they didn't like babcock from the beginning so he was always going to have a target on his head and bizonette is an awful person for for really just doing this to this guy he didn't deserve to have his career ended uh well so i have a different stance on the whole babcock situation i think from what has been reported i think it's very hard to again from what's already been reported very hard to um kind of take it with a grain of salt and be like uh what he did was justifiable and here's this is my take i one i believe there's more to his story than this than they've already been revealed uh, second, from what has been revealed, um, I think if he has looked through a player's phone, which multiple sources said he did um, outside of team facilities for six to seven minutes through a phone, um, I think to me that's an evasion of privacy. And now so you no- could now you could say that well he's trying to bounce his players. I'm like, well, there are many other ways you can have well, dinner. Well, I haven't them. seen a single thing where it was forced. Just because it was outside of, I haven't seen the word he forced a player to do this. So the player would have still had to have voluntarily handed his phone over. So I have yet to see anything where this is a problem. If a player had said no, that's different. But I haven't seen that yet. So far, it seems like these players voluntarily did it and then bitched about it later. I mean, okay. I again, I I don't see. It doesn't sound like it was from the information in the articles that I read, because I've done research into this and I'm just like, even though it doesn't sound like it was forced, it doesn't sound like players are willing to give their phones to them at the same time. I'm just saying, I trust the initial reports from Babcock and I trust the initial reports from Boone Jenner. I don't know why the captain would lie, but I will say this. If you believe this is a problem, or even if you don't believe this is a problem, it doesn't matter which way you look at it. You believe Babcock should say or you believe Babcock should leave. Yarmo Kekalainen should be fired, who is the general manager of I, I agree. That's one, th- that's one thing that so he I either, think we agree on. Either this is not as big of a deal and he let his coach resign, or this is a big deal. He hired Babcock. And no matter what, he didn't defend his coach. He didn't defend his hire. He just let it go. I don't know. And also the fact that players said they couldn't trust their general manager with things. That's like, ugh. 
Well, I mean, the general manager. I can see why, and I can see why not. Players said they could didn't feel comfortable going to the GM. They wanted to go to some podcast. One, that's not a good environment to foster. Um, to begin with, it, it's just not right. Well, so Biz, he's a former player. Doesn't matter if you're a former player. If you have an issue, so you're going to have that relationship already. With let me him, put it considering this way. he's a former player. That's shouldn't all I'm be going say. to some stupid podcast. That one, they're a little fringy anyway. You think I have hot takes? They can be a little bit worse than me. Or you can go to the NHLPA, which is where that kind of crap should go. Not and to they, some idiot here, here's on TNT. The thing, here's the thing: the NHLPA did do an investigation. They oh, didn't. Those. Until later. So these players didn't do the right thing. So one, I have a problem with the players more than I really even do with anybody else. They went to biz. They should not have done that. Those players should be punished for that alone. They should have gone to the NHLPA to begin with. That's a place where that kind of complaint should go. Not out in the open where everyone in the world now, now you have a coach's rest of his career. It's gone. He's never going to coach again. No, he's not. And I think that's an unfortunate thing. Cause I think he's one of the best coaches in the national hockey league or has been one of the, his career, his record is outstanding. Well, I, you know, what's funny, even though he's probably not going to coach at the NHL level, probably again, I mean, we saw Bill Peters now being the head coach of a WHL team, so you never know. <laughs> I'm just saying, Bill Peters did worse and is being treated oh, yeah. better than Babcock. So Bill I, Peters did a lot worse, in my opinion. So I'm more like, okay, so what's the problem that we have here? I, I just I don't think Babcock should have been resi- should have been forced to resign. I think he could have moved Columbus's rebuild forward because he gets a lot out of players. He is a very good coach. Look what he did in Detroit for so many years. Babcock's one of the best coaches that have coached in Detroit and one of the best coaches to coach in the National Hockey League. He's been very successful in his so career. So I, I agree. I think as a coach of getting them once, I think he can be a good coach. But I think at the same time, um, his methods, I think, with especially with the phone thing. Um, but he's done that for years. I mean, this is not the first time he's done that, and no one's had a problem with it. Do you get some whippersnapper in there who complained about it? I mean, I wouldn't like someone looking through my phone regardless. But you probably would have refused it. I haven't seen that. If I see a point where the player refused to hand over the phone and he took it anyway, then I'm going to have a problem. I haven't seen that yet. So until I see that, I have yet to see anything other than a woke mob who's going after a guy who didn't do anything wrong, but they had a problem with him from the beginning. So they were always going to try and destroy him, which is what they will do. If Bill Peters has changed, which is what they're going to do to Bill Peters, even if he comes back, they're going to do it to Joel Quinville. Mark my words, these coaches, even if there's a change, even if something has happened and they've earned the right to come back. And to be honest, maybe they have, I don't know some, I don't know a person's heart, but if they come back and they're given a chance, I promise you right now, they're going to try and destroy these coaches or players or people because they can and it gives them power to do so. Biz likes to do this. It's the kind of guy he is. I don't like him as a person by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's a funny personality on TNT. I'm not going to take that away from him. I think he's hilarious and I like the TNT crew more than ESPN or anybody else. But he's still not a good person for destroying someone's career. I, I don't like that. This should not have been handled in the public the way it was. It should have been handled behind closed doors. I have a problem with the players. I got a problem with Biz. And I got a problem with Columbus management. This whole thing was handled horribly from the beginning to the end. I agree with you on the management. Other things I might disagree with, but let's agree to disagree. How about that? Yes. Okay. Because I believe the power of of agreeing to disagree on this podcast. So, um, next piece of news. Except I'm right, right? Uh, we're leaving it at that. We're just leaving it at that. Uh, so, next piece of news, Sam. A couple of uh, players were named captains. We don't need to talk about teams. one. Uh, Braden Shin is named captain of the Blues. I think that's a great call Absolutely. for St. Louis. That's not the one I'm talking um, about. But Marchand. No, Bruins. his name is not Marchand. He is the Rat, and he will be addressed as so on this podcast. The Rat was given the C undeservedly for Boston. Should have been McAvoy. Give it to the young generation at this point. I would have... I I agree with you. I would have given it to McAvoy, in my opinion. I don't even like McAvoy. Well, I mean, I don't... 
I guess I don't think he's as great a defenseman as everybody else ranks him. But well, he's he. I mean, I think he is a very good defenseman. I think he's a top of the lineup defenseman. But I wouldn't put him up there with like the Slavens, the Macars, the Headmans of the world. I just yeah. wouldn't. Uh, but um, I, I mean, I would prefer McAvoy. I, I don't like that they gave it to Brad Marchand because personally, I don't think there's any leadership no. that I have seen well, on the ice. We'll see. Off, we'll off see the ice, year. I don't know. So I mean, we'll see this year, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, next time, uh, a trade actually happened. And now this trade was uh, for Vancouver to get cap compliant. Um, they tr- traded Tanner Pearson in a 2025th third round pick to Montreal in exchange for Casey DeSmith. Now, I think that is, to me, a completely fair trade. I think Vancouver... Um, DeSmith, um, I think is a cert- very is a goalie that can at times help you as being a starter. Makes me think that maybe um, their goalies on the outs. It's rumored that Who? Vancouver was looking to move their move Demko last year. So I can't see them moving Demko. I just can't. Isn't his contract coming due? Um, his contract might, but uh, regardless, I just can't see them moving Demko. Because uh, I believe he's still a young goalie. I believe he's twenty six years old. Oh, well, um, I'm saying twenty seven. He has three three years left. Okay, so he's fine. I was thinking maybe there was going to be a problem there, but <laughs> but Montreal they had three goalies. They had um, uh, obviously they Jake had Allen. DeSmith, um, Jake Allen, I believe, and Jake Allen too, and uh, the other goalie. Uh, I know, I know the name Samuel Montembeau. Oh yeah, Montembeau was very good for them last year. Yes, so they had to kind of move a goalie, anyways, and they got a forward that I think is a good depth forward. And Tanner Pearson, Vancouver had to trade that contract away for them to be cap compliant. And honestly, this puts um, DeSmith in a better spot. Yeah, I think it does too. I think it could really help his career too. I mm-hmm. think uh, a DeSmith Demko. Um, yeah. pairing. I think that's a, a decent pairing, and I think Vancouver can. I they have lots of skill up front. I, to me, their question is still the blue line, though. Yeah, Vancouver. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and maybe a little bit of the goaltending, but especially the blue line. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what direction the Vancouver goes because I think there's a lot of questions there. I know you're a little bit more high on them than I am. But I, I just want to see what happens. I would like Vancouver to succeed. I really would. I've always been a fan of the organization. I mean, I've, I've liked them for a long time. I love the Sedins. So it be interesting to see what happens. Not a big fan of management there now for how they treated Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, yeah. I'm but, not either. I mean, for the, you know, for the fan, you know, the fans. It'd be nice yeah. for them. You know, a team, I don't have this in our show notes, Sam, but a team that I'm really interested in because they don't have the top player signed yet. Like he's not at training camp, and that's Anaheim with uh, Trevor Zegras. Uh, I wonder what's going on there. I think rumored was like three to four million dollars. I'm like, he gotta give him more than that. <laughs> Again, that's rumored, so I don't know if that's true. Uh, but if it's like I a one, I think deal, I think Zegras is worth a lot more than three or I four million. I would give million. him eight by eight if I could. Yeah, I would too. Same thing, kind of like what they did with Troy Terry. I mean, heck, I would do like eight of, by nine I believe. for Zegras. I'd give him whatever he wanted. You got to keep that kid around. He's oh, better yeah. than he's better. He's probably a little bit more skilled than Svetch, maybe even Aho. The dude deserves a contract, so give it to him. He's kind of like the Jack Hughes of the West, yes. in my opinion. So, yeah. Uh, so that's all that we have for NHL news. Now let's get into some Canes news, Sam. Um, it seems like Derek Stepan is done playing for us. I mean, obviously we already had an episode addressing the players that left, but Sam, it's nice to see players that are kind of wanting to take on a bigger role in the NHL. And it seems like Derek Stepan is certainly doing that. Um, he is shadowing, I believe, the Dallas Stars, I believe, if I'm Yep. No, no, yeah. no, uh, no, it's not Dallas. Minnesota. It's, that's right, Minnesota. My bad. I knew it was a team that wore green. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm proud of Stepan. I hope. Uh, it seems like he's just shadowing for now. I, we could be wrong, but if he is shadowing, I hope he gets a uh, good job with a team because I think he's a great guy overall. 
Um, obviously, I don't think his performance was as good as it was probably a couple seasons ago. But regardless, I hope he does well in management, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I like Stepan, so I'd like to see what happens to him. Too bad his career's over, though. Yeah, too bad. Um, and also, Sam, like I mentioned a few minutes before, training camp roster is announced and is underway. It seems like there are going to be two teams, C1, C2, and it seems like there's a vibe to both of the, of the teams, too. C1 is more veteran heavy you have most of the team on c1 that's probably going to make the team and then you have all the ptos and the prospects on c2 um sam i saw that you tweeted out that you'd like to see ryan suzuki be with a more veteran team um could you explain that just for us i just think it'd be good for his development right good to play to practice with some of these guys i'm sorry lemieux doesn't need to be on that group he just does not um, and nor does Jack Drury, because Jack Drury has no place on this roster. I'm sorry. I don't like players who ask for trades. And then they stick around, and then they're given preferential treatment. I think that Suzuki has more to offer than uh, Drury. I think Suzuki is more skilled. I think Suzuki has more offensive upside. I'm so in I'd the like Ponomarev camp. I like Ponomarev, too. But I think Suzuki is a guy who's earned a shot more than any of the others. Because, one, he was a first-round draft pick. So I think he's earned this opportunity. So I want to see him stay up for a while. If they send him down early, I'm going to be very upset. But I think some of these players who may be sent down will probably be given an opportunity maybe a little longer than most because of the no AHL team to do this with. Yeah, we could definitely see that. Um, another thing too, Sam, which is a good segue into our next piece of news. I don't know if you saw it on uh, X. X. Uh, but Carolina might be adding, in not this season, but uh, the next season after this, they might be adding or purchasing an AHL team. Um, I think that is interesting. Um, I could, to me, that just screams Tom Dundon for you, in my opinion. He wants everything under his control. <sighs> <laughs> what do you think about it? No. Really? No. I would like someone else to have some control over that. And I just don't like it. <laughs> I, I don't want that. I just. I mean, we, we, we I don't saw, know. My, I, think, I thought we saw, I'm not saying it's the full story, but I think we saw probably a bit of a glimpse of that in that article. Maybe he just needs um, to be from taught tri- that you can't Wolves. do everything you want to do. But, I mean, okay, I guess maybe it's better given this ownership group that they own the AHL affiliate, too. But it could. It really could. I don't know if Dundon's going to fork over the cash. Uh, he has a lot of cash. If he's an NHL owner, he has lots of cash. I know. And I but, could totally see this happening. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to make the money back on an AHL team. That's the problem. I, I mean, he, I mean... The thing with AHL teams, Sam, I mean, it's one step below the NHL, but it seems like there are still fans of the AHL. Um, I remember watching, I believe, when um, Chicago won uh, the Memorial Cup, I believe. There were tons of fans in that arena, I remember, because I remember Jack Drury was a huge part of why they won. Oh, my gosh. uh, The... um, the seats were pretty much filled, I thought, uh, when it came to those uh, final games. Now, they are um, M- Memorial Cup final games, so you have to kind of uh, just put that stamp on it, obviously. But, I mean, it shows that I think AHL teams can be profitable, but obviously it's AHL, and they're not going to make... Uh, as n- as nearly enough money as NHL teams. That's just how it is in this world. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to see what happens. I think for the benefit of development, you need to get something done. Yeah. I, I, I can understand that, too. Uh, so, yeah, that is kind of it for our uh, news portion of this episode. And now we're going to go to our standing predictions. Sam, I have a hot take in our standing predictions. Oh, Lord. I I want things to be spicy. But before we do, let's get to our sponsor. 
We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code THPN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus pass expires seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Sam. Atlantic Division. I started first. Last episode, we're going position by position. We're starting from the bottom again? Yes, we are. So I will start this time. In the Atlantic, I have Montreal Canadiens as the last place team. Uh, hard because I like Montreal a lot. Um, they're probably the, my one of my favorite Canadian teams. So I really want to see them do better than this. But just given the stacked nature from, honestly, anyone I think from seven and up can make the playoffs in this division that I have. And it wouldn't shock me. So it was difficult to do the... It was more difficult to do the Atlantic, I think, than the Metro. Because I really feel like the last... Like, in, in the Metro, it might not be as close. But in the Atlantic, I think it's been close. But yes, Montreal, last place. They're good, but not as good as seven, six, five, four, three, two, or one on this list. So you would say that you put them in eight just because of how good the teams in front of them are. Yes, because I don't think they, of all of them, they're definitely squarely last. Doesn't mean like if maybe you are, what is it, um, Slavkovsky comes in and maybe like shocks the world that they don't move up a spot or two, but. And I like their forward core with Cor- Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Ryan's brother. I mean, just imagine if Francis Ryan becomes anything like his brother. Yeah, that's why I want him to give him yeah. a shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if he's, like, half as good, that's, like, a third-line player. Like, do it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, for number eight, uh, Sam, same as you, I have Montreal at eight, mainly because of the teams in front of them. I do... I mean, I don't think they're going to be the worst team. I honestly think the worst teams to me in the NHL is going to be San Jose, in my opinion. I just think they are. Um, But I think Montreal, I think they're probably going to be somewhere like fifth, sixth, or seventh probably in the league. Because I still think they have a decent uh, forward core, but it's just their defense, goaltending. And I hate it for Carey Price. But it seems like he's not going to be coming back. Um, I kind of expected that. It seems like the longer you're away from the NHL, uh, the harder it is to get back in it. I mean, if Carey Price played and was half as good as what he was, they probably I probably have them up a spot or two. Because Carey Price will, will, will win you games on his own. He will win you games. Yeah, in his did. prime, he was... Amazing in his He prime. stole games from Montreal throughout his whole career. So, yeah, definitely. So that's eighth. Uh, Sam, what do you have for seventh place in the Atlantic? I have the Red Wings. So I like Detroit. Like I said, I think any team from seven up could make the playoffs. So this is like we're talking like varying degrees of a few points separate these two to these these uh, seven teams, right? So yes. where it's hard is I put them there because for the life of me, I don't know who their goalie is. 
So I'm yes. assuming it's not good. I mean, they, they have... <laughs> their defense, I can only think of one. Was it Maureen Cider? Yeah, you have Maureen Cider. And no one else. So it's like, eh. I think they're on the right path. And I like Detroit a lot. So You believe in the Iser plan is what they call it? I think he's the best general manager in the National Hockey League. So I, I, I trust him until he fails. And he hasn't failed yet. Yeah, just got to give him time. He'll get it done. Oh, yeah. I, I think he will, too. Um, also, too, on defense, they added uh, former Hurricane. He was a rental, obviously. But Shane Gossespair. He'll be good for Detroit. Them. I think he'll be good. Um, goaltending, I mean, you have Vila Huso, James Reimer. Um, I, I probably have a little bit more faith in James Reimer, maybe. Uh, but that that's, to me, a huge question mark. Um, and Sam, I, I'll just go ahead and say this. I have them at seventh, too. So we are two for two so far in the Atlantic Division. But... Um, their forward core, Sam, Detroit, they added a huge piece in Alex Dabrinkit. I think their offense is going to be a lot scarier. So, yeah, I definitely see Detroit being number seven. I just, it's another reason that I a little bit have for Montreal. It's just, I just think the teams in front of them are just a bit better. And I could see Detroit still having those growing pains. Yeah. And I mean, they could, they could grow, they could. And they could make it. Like I said, I really think that any team that's up here could do it. I mean, it's they're they're all good enough to be close. Yeah, and they it's do. gonna be a slugfest in the Atlantic. People talk about how the Metropolitan is the toughest division in hockey. I think it's the Atlantic. Eh, I don't I, know anymore. <laughs> I honestly think it's the Atlantic. And to me, I think out of all the divisions that I tried to predict Atlantic was, was the hardest because of how many good teams there are. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm very curious to see how the Atlantic breaks out. What's your number six? My number six is another Canadian team, the Ottawa Senators. Really? Yeah, that is one six. change that I have. I have them lower um, because I hate um, Tarasenko right now. So some of this is out of spite. I don't want him to make the playoffs. But I'd be surprised if they do. No. But... I don't think he wanted to be with the Canes. I just didn't. Oh, then I hate him even more. Either way, I'm pissed off with Tarasenko, so therefore taking it out on the organization as a whole. But I think this organization's in a spot where they've just had a lot of turnover. I mean, in, in just reality, they just got new ownership. I, I just, I think there's a lot of uncertainty in this organization. I think they have some good leadership in Giroux. He's a very good player. Brady Kachuk, very good player. They have a lot of good players, but I don't think they're quite there yet to be above the play the teams that I have. I think they're on a rebuild, and it's definitely ahead of schedule, but I think the teams in front of them are better. Interesting. You know who I have at six? Boston. Boston. Yep. I have Boston. And to me, that was probably the hardest, was getting up into the mid-tier section of the Atlantic. Uh, but I have Boston mainly because... They lost Bergeron and Kretschy, Sam. They lost two huge pieces to their team. I know they had Pasternak um, on that team, and Charlie McAvoy, and Marchand is still there. Uh, but, I, I mean, their offense, it took a big blow. I just don't know if they're going to produce a lot of goals. I still think their D is Decent. I think they have three great defensemen in McAvoy, Lindholm, and Carlo. Um, I think Grizzly can be solid too. Uh, Olmark and Swayman. I think they're they're both to me goalies. It's just to me, I just think the teams above them. And honestly, I think it's debatable between the team I have that's at fifth position. I think you could argue Boston being at fifth. But I just think Boston, that's just going to be a huge blow, losing Bergeron, their captain, and Kretschy. He's been there forever. I could see Boston within the next two years going on a rebuild. Possibly. Um, my fifth is Boston. So I have them at five. See, I could see them at fifth or sixth. I really could. I just don't see them in the playoffs. I I, I just... But I think we said that about them last year. So it's like I'm hesitant to drop them from best in the in National Hockey League all the way down to even five. So I really had to think about it. It was tough because I hate Boston, but I wanted to be fair. But Marchand, as much as I hate the rat, 
is a very good hockey player. So is Pasternak. So is McAvoy. So is Swayman. Like so is um their other goalie who I'm blanking on right now. Um, Allmark. Allmark. It's. I think they get games want stolen right. So I could see Boston making the playoffs. I could too, but I I think they barely get in. I just can't see the teams I. But to be honest with you, number five. I think it's more probable that you get two teams from the Atlantic than two teams from the Metro. I do too. Um, but I don't know. I think most likely it's one and one, but it could go either way. Yeah, it very well. Who's your could. five then? Uh, my five is Buffalo. Okay, you have Ottawa higher than I do. Yes, I have Buffalo at number five. Um, I think they have probably one of the best offenses in the NHL, and I think it could even get better. Not to mention on the blue line, you have two studs and Owen Power. And Rasmus Dahlin. Uh My biggest question with Buffalo, and this is is uh, their goaltending. Now their goaltending is young. You have um, Devon Levi, who is a highly coveted prospect goalie, who could be very good for them. And you have, uh, I believe, Uka. Pekka Lukonen. Yep. He's on a one-year deal. You also have Eric Comrie. But to me, again, they are all huge question marks. I really, That's my big question is, can their goaltending be good? And honestly, I think they can because I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah, I mean, Uka Pekka Lukonen is 24. Goaltending. Eric Comrie is 28. <laughs> so, you know, that's two of their goalies that they have right there. Yes. Um... And on offense, Sam, I mean, you have Jeff Skinner, uh, the longest player, Sam, that has not been in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Alex Tuck, my gosh. Man, that's just great offense. And to me, when I saw Buffalo was interested in Brett Pesci, I was like, well, it has to be one of either Tuck, Cousins, Thompson, Skinner, maybe Olafson, uh, but their offense is incredible. So my number four is Buffalo. Um, Oof, because I think they make the playoffs. I do too. I I I think they can too. I I like, and I'm actually probably one of those people who actually really likes their defense. So. <laughs> I like their defense a lot. Honestly, their top four, I think, are going to be very good with Dalene, Power, Samuelson, Yoki Haru, um, Riley Stillman, uh, Clifton Connor, or Connor Clifton. Uh, I mean, they have a good team. They have two first round, first overall picks in Dalene and Power. That's crazy. The Buffalo Sabres are a very, very good team, and they can outscore any goaltending problems that they might come across, which is the reality. They might win games 5-4 to four some nights, and the nights their goalies are good, they'll win games 5-1. to one. So, I mean, I think Buffalo is just better than a lot of other teams. Oh, and I, I, yeah, think their t- I do too. And I think their team is better than Ottawa. I think their team is better than Detroit or Montreal or Boston. I just think they're better because... Of the experience they also have. It's not just a young team. They're an experienced team, right? So I think they're in a position now where this is the year they break their playoff drought. And they have more of a reason to go out and win than even a team like um, uh, Ottawa. They haven't missed the playoffs too terribly many years in a row. If you want a team that's going to have a chip on their shoulder, it's going to be Buffalo. And I think that's going to drive them more than other teams. Oh, I agree too. Um, So number four, I have Sam is Ottawa. The reason why he, this is this is my reasoning is that I mean you're able to get Jonas Corposalo in in nets. Uh, he played very very good um, for LA and Columbus this past season. So I think they kind of a little bit saw their goaltending problems and Sam their defense. Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chaturin, Jake Sanderson. My gosh, this is a, an exciting young blue line. Again, I think there are going to be some growing pains. But I think there's a blue line that's really, really good and scary, just like Buffalo. 
and I think their offense um, is kind of, I, I mean, I would say Buffalo has better offense than Ottawa, but Ottawa to me has two all-stars and Tim Stutzel or Stutzla. And Brady Kachuk, probably my favorite player is Brady Kachuk. Obviously, you add Vladimir Tarasenko. I think he's going to help their offense as much as you hate or like him. Um, and you also add Dominic Kubalik too, who can get you goals and points as well from the uh, Chicago trade. Or, sorry, Detroit trade that mm-hmm. they had. Um, yes, they lose to Brinkett, obviously, but he didn't want to stay in Ottawa. No. Uh so they kind of needed to trade him. Um, and, and they replaced I, him with Tarasenko. So. Yeah, that's why they got Tarasenko. And I, I just think this Ottawa team to me is a bit better because I think their goaltending situation is a bit better than uh, Buffalo's. Well, my number three is Florida. Really? Yeah, my number three is Florida. Um, I think they're good, but I don't know. They were they finished fourth in the Atlantic, so and they just got in. They were the worst team in the in the regular season to get in. I don't know how much difference what a difference what different is going to happen here. Um, I just think the teams that are above them are better. Nothing against Florida; they made it to the Stanley Cup final, so they're obviously good. But just like Tampa's proven, you don't have to finish high to make it there, and Florida proved it too. Right, it doesn't matter. They could. They're built for the playoffs. I don't know if they're built for the regular season. So just because you're built for the playoffs doesn't mean you have a great regular season. Tampa's proven that, and now Florida has too. So I put Florida at three. I like their team a lot. Again, I would not be surprised if they finish one or two. So it's one of those things where this top three was really hard for me to do, but I put Florida at three just because I couldn't justify putting the other two any lower. You know what? I'm going to agree with you there. I originally had Florida at a different position. Um, but you know what? I'm going to put them at three. So I'm pulling audible here. Uh, and, and again, I agree with your positioning on this. Uh, but I think another big thing, too, is both Eckblad and Brandon Montour are hurt for the start of the season. And I think that's going to hurt them, Sam. So that's why I, I'm now going to have them at number three. Instead of the original position I have, uh, because that's huge blows. Kind of like with Boston with Bergeron yep. and Cratchy. Mm-hmm. So that's and they've that's, lost a lot of players. And they've lost a lot of players. They lost a player that I think was essential for them at Rotko Gudis. He's not there anymore. I think, believe it or not, you know, he might not get points, but just his toughness and his goal front presence. I, I think that's a big loss. Yes. Now, I think their four court, a lot of toughness in there. Sure. Ryan Lomberg. Um, now they add depth and former Hurricane Stephen Lawrence in there. Uh, you have Sam Bennett, who's a he's a hitter guy. He's the one that hits Jacob Slavin. And you have great offense in Barkov, Kachuk, and Hagee. So I definitely see them a top three team. Uh, number two, Sam, for you. My number two is Tampa. So I stick with Florida here. I love the lightning. I love Stamkos. <laughs> Had some interesting Stamkos news come out too. He's a little annoyed that they haven't engaged him in contract negotiations. This is the last year of his contract. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Don Waddell, go work your magic. Um, that'll fix your second line center problem for a few years anyway. Um, but Tampa's just so good from goal out there is not a problem on in this roster so you have kucherov you got stamkos you got headman and you got vasileski as the core of that team they will continue to be good they will continue to be great and they will continue to scare the crap out of teams in the eastern conference yes and i had uh tampa at number number two as well um i still th- sorry not tampa i meant yeah tampa um, at number two, because I think they're a very good team. To me, the only thing, Sam, that's hurt them is uh, something that's kind of out of their control, and that's the cap. Uh, obviously, when you're a win-now team, the cap is going to be against you, especially when you're in the era of the flat cap. And Tampa uh, has certainly suffered from that. They have lost a lot of depth, Sam. They've lost Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, 
uh, from the original Stanley Cup teams. Yeah. But, but they're, they're still good. <laughs> they're still very, very good. Because they've they gotten still some have good Stan young players. Kills. They still have Kucherov, who I think is one of the best pure goal scorers. And this team's not game. old. That's the crazy thing is even though they've given up so many picks, they're not old, old. It's not an old, old team. Kucherov Probably my favorite player is Braden Point. Honestly, points so that. good, and then they signed someone and they brought him in from Chicago, and I'm forgetting his name. Brandon, Brad, Brandon Hagel, Brandon Hagel. Yeah, dude, this team's good. <laughs> their and oldest Denise player, Sorelli. I think their oldest player is Stamkos. I think he's what 34, 35. Uh, he's 33. 33. Okay, so even he's not that old. Dude can play another four or five years probably easily. I know. So this team is in a position to be successful for years to come, which is why they're going to continue to move first-round picks. Take a hint, Don Waddell. That's what you do when you're trying to win a cup. You will deplete your picks to win a cup. promise you Tampa Bay does not miss any of the picks they traded away the year they won the Stanley Cup. Just going to go ahead and out on a limb and say that's probably true. Well, here's another thing, too. Colorado, they uh, won the cup. They didn't trade their first-round pick. Um, so only so. won one. Tampa has won two. True. And they've been in the finals like three out of the last, what, five years? So. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And obviously, I think I think they're the best goalie, too, in Andre Vasilevsky. Yes, absolutely. So there's that. And number one, let's just go ahead. It's Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Um, I think Toronto even was. They're some built changes. for the regular season. Playoffs. Oh, yeah. Totally different story and maybe things will change they got out of the first round this last season maybe things change for toronto hopefully for steve dangle they do <laughs> so he cracks me up yeah man. he does me too um if you're listening steve dangle you're welcome on the podcast anytime yes um, you are we'll give you your own chair too yeah <laughs> um Toronto is a very, very good hockey club. They scare the crap out of me. They got the best goal scorer now in this in this era. And the current era of the National Hockey League, they got the best goal scorer in the Eastern Conference. Sorry, Ovechkin. It's not you anymore. Sorry, Caps fans. It's not Ovechkin anymore. He is the pu- best pure goal scorer of all time, but not, this is a new era, and it's Austin Matthews. Ovechkin ain't putting 60 goals into the back of the net, net anymore. But Matthews does. So Austin Matthews, I'm putting him, you know, he's, he's going to win you games. He's going to score your goals. Uh, Nylander's elite. Tavares is still very, very good. This team is very, very good. Um, and I'm very curious to see what happens as they go down this season. We know they're going to make the playoffs. But it's just a matter of what they do when they get in the playoffs. And that's really where the fun begins is we'll see what happens with uh, – Toronto in the playoffs. Yes, I agree with you. And for sake of time, let's uh, move on to the Metro Division. Uh, eighth, Sam, um, who do you have? Flyers. I do too. <laughs> so we agree yeah. it's the Flyers. They're not good. They're bad. The best thing about that team is they have John Tortorella, who I think is the second best coach of the National Hockey League, behind Rod Brindamore. Oh, yeah. I love John Tortorella. Um, I don't think he's that high on the list, but I think he's up there in probably top 10. I, I love Tort. Well, you know what? I put him at number three, and then number two is Peter Laviolette, who's the coach of another Metropolitan team. Just kind of working his way through the Metro division. <laughs> also, before he became general manager of the Preds, I think Barry Trotz was a top yeah. three. Yeah, no, for coach. sure. Um, number seven, I'm guessing you have Washington. No, I do not. You do not. Well, I have Washington. So I have the Caps. I think they dropped one spot from this last season. I just don't think they're good. I think they're going to keep trying to rebuild, which is going to make Ovechkin mad to a degree. But he doesn't care. He's just going to keep scoring goals, trying to break the record. That's all he cares about. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I agree with with that too. But seven, I have Columbus. The reason why. Oh, okay. The reason why is because Washington still has Ovechkin. Um, and Dylan Strom has had a reinsurgence, which is good for him. He's a top three pick in the 2015 draft. You still have Kemper and Nets. I still think Washington is still a pretty decent team, but with Columbus, I kind of consider them kind of like the Detroit of uh, the Metro because I just think they're a wild card. I, I really do. Columbus and Detroit, to me, are just wild card teams that if you underestimate them, they're going to bite you. Um, yeah, I mean, my, and probably Arizona. I'm putting that too. My, I have Columbus up a spot. I have them at six. Um, I have Capitals at six. Okay, I mean, I think both are reasonable. 
So you're not going to hear me say, oh, yeah, that's awful. No, I think these two are going to be duking it out for six and seven. Do I think Columbus could sneak in? Sure. Because they're good. But There's no pressure on Columbus. So I'll be honest. I would have had them higher if they had Mike Babcock. I, I do, just because of the experience that the coach has. Um, but I think the turmoil that they just underwent as an organization, and I, your captain came out and defended the head coach. What again? Let's assume everything is true. But I don't think their captain represents everybody on so the team. No, no. But this is what I'm saying: is you have a leader in the locker room. He is your captain, like Jordan Stahl's captain here, right? Everyone yeah, not like Boone Everyone looks up to him. Supposed to. What has now happened in this locker room? And I think that's that's, that's the reason why I have them at seventh. I have them at six, so because I think their pure skill. Is going to prevent them from being any worse, but I, I could see that too. But I also, but I would have had them probably even higher above the next two teams I have, just because just because of Babcock. But he's gone, so he's, they're lower. Yeah, my um, um did you your, do your six? Your six is Washington. My six was Washington. Okay. I already said that. Um, my number five is the New York Islanders. Um, I, I'm never like the Islanders. I agree with you on the Islanders. Here's the thing. I was. I'm never. I've never been a fan Other than of Sorokin. Lamar. No, no. Their general manager, oh, Lou Lamorello. Yeah, you look at their contracts, Sam. Like it's ridiculous how risky those are. All of them are long term, and that's kind of the GM's mo. He doesn't want to deal with it. But I think part of being a GM is you have to sign those one two year deals in order to keep your core players intact. He wants to pretty much sign everybody to long-term deals, and I just don't think that is useful in the NHL today. So that's the problem I have with them. Now, another well, thing he also, with the Islanders. Things don't work out. He gets fired. He moves on. He doesn't care about the future. He's looking at the now. He's not trying to build a pipeline. He's not trying to build for the future. He's trying to build for the now. Although I like, I think Wallstrom and Dobson are uh, bright spots for the future for them. Both are great players, in my opinion. Um, another thing, too, Sam, I mean, I can't see them going lower just because of how structured they play. They play a very structured, uh, physical game. There's not a lot of finishers, not a lot of skill, but boy, do they have, I think, the probably one of the best goalies. Adam Gold thinks he is the best goalie. I have I have Vasilevsky number one. I just do. I do too until he's proven otherwise. Um, number four is probably the third best goaltender in the National Hockey League. I have the New York Rangers at number four. Really, you have Rangers at number. I don't four. think they got better. I think they got significantly worse this off season. Oh, I, I trust me. I agree too. But I I have them a little bit higher. I have them dropping. I think and I because I think a lot of things people came back down to earth. Even their goaltender. Came down. Shesterkin came down to earth this last season, and in the playoffs he wasn't very good. <laughs> um, so I think Shesterkin comes back down again. I don't think he's ever going to get the same ability that he had a couple years ago. Um, and I just don't think they've gotten any better. I haven't seen it. So are they good? Yeah, they're still probably top. They're still the fourth best team in this division. I think an argument could be made for third, but I put someone else at number three. So, but I have the Rangers at number four, but I still have them making the playoffs. I have Pittsburgh at number four. Okay. And here's the reason why. To me, the difference between Pittsburgh and the Rangers is I think Rangers have the the better goalie. Pittsburgh does not. So I have Pittsburgh at three because I don't like to bet against Sidney Crosby. I don't want to bet against Sidney Crosby too, but time is not a fat is is uh, a factor now for Crosby. He's sure. getting older. But he doesn't look like he's getting no, he no, so, he doesn't. So he doesn't. But him and but he also Malkin has better. a healthy as a problem of staying healthy too. But he was healthy, I think, all season last year. That was like his first season of staying healthy for like how long? But I think Pittsburgh they're pissed. Oh, they are. This is a team that's pissed. They missed the playoffs. Crosby is pissed. He hasn't not I don't know if he's ever had a season where he did not play in the playoffs. Crosby is pissed off off he is ready to make the playoffs again dude's gonna be out for make this team got better in the offseason if they if they if they didn't get eric carlson would you have them lower i'd probably have them at four 
Okay. Yeah. But I think this team got better. Oh, they I did. Mean, a defense yeah. that involves Latang and Carlson scares the crap out of me. Oh, that does. That too. power play is going to be killer. Power play of Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Latang, Carlson. Yikes. Oh, yeah, I know. That's scary. It's going to play the full two minutes every night in the power play. This is a very, 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 very good Penguin squad. So I think, and they have a GM who's going to make them good. Yes, uh, I, I do think Pittsburgh probably makes the, the uh, um, playoffs. I think they're going to be in that wild card um, area, in my opinion. Uh, now, to me, the top two teams are the top two teams in the division, Sam. Could most likely be top two teams in the league. Um, let's just go ahead and talk about them for the sake of time, Sam. Um, I have New Jersey 2 and Carolina 1. What about you? I do too. Yep. And here's my reasoning. And because I was thinking about this today quite a bit. Uh, both New Jersey and Carolina, they didn't solve their problems. They just added to their strengths. New Jersey, Tyler Toffoli already to a lethal offense. Carolina, Orloff to an already lethal defense. Yes, you add bunting. But again, I think he, he is a helper on the scoring, not the solution. Yep. So I think what Carolina is trying to have the best defense be the good offense, right? Defense wins championships. That's what they're diving into. New Jersey is thinking we'll outscore our problems. That was Colorado's mindset. Yes. And now here's the the deal breaker right here. I think I have more trust in Carolina's goaltending and in their depth because they have three goalies than New Jersey's goaltending with Akira Schmid. And, um, their other goalie who I am forgetting the name of. I know the name. Vanek. Vitek Vanacek. Yes, that's right. New Jersey is very good. Carolina is very good. I'm not taking away from the Devils at all. They scared Their offense scares me to death. But Dougie Hamilton is their best defenseman, and he doesn't know how to play defense. <laughs> well, so, he, also, he's not built for the playoffs. No. and He's I, not. Every year that they've made it, he hasn't really been great. Every year we made it, he wasn't great. And I love Dougie. Let me be clear. Love Dougie a lot. He is amazing. He is not worth the contract that he got, but he is outstanding, and I'm happy that he got a good contract. Don't blame him for going for the money. I really don't. And I, I don't believe either. he would have taken a discount to play here, just not the one we were asking him to take, which was an insult. Six million? Yeah, that's an insult. Seven and a half, eight? Okay. Okay. I think that's that. reasonable, too. Yeah, we can talk. But not $9 million no. for him. And, of course, you know, and I think he would have taken the seven and a half, eight. But New Jersey offered him nine. Okay, I don't blame you, dude. Go. Go play. Yeah. Go make the money and go play for a good team. But, so. yeah, those are our predictions. Um, Sam, I am excited. Uh, next week is the start of the first preseason game. I am so excited. And then a couple weeks after that's the home opener. You ready? I am you nervous ready. yet? Yes, I'm nervous. Because <laughs> you keep asking that question. That's part of the reason why I get nervous. <laughs> We're going to lose, Sam. Stop. <laughs> we will see you guys for the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time. <laughs>